Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone grab of the waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match. It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain. Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red. Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead. John Cena putting hands in your face. Ted DiBiase got a million on the waist. B2TF, better stay in your place. Or get smacked down, play it safe. What you talking about? Welcome to Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on Twitch, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs, where you don't have to worry about them being like ESPN, Fox Sports, and moving the goalposts for some teams and coming back. Just unadulterated, uninterrupted, unbiased coverage of everything that's going on in the NFL and every other sport. FullPressCoverage.com. How you doing, EJ? Damn, I can't complain. Happy to be here. Uh, what do you mean by bias coverage? Oh, you know, like the 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 Stephen A. Smiths of the world, the Skip Baylesses of the world, uh, people like that that just they don't make it fair when they're talking about whoever they want to talk about. Fair enough. I guess people tend to like that type of coverage of sports uh, the debate format because they're still in business so i guess they're doing something right yeah but uh yeah sports is football season in particular is in full effect and full swing it's that time of the year baby yeah it is um but we got a lot of wrestling to talk about and a little bit of time to do it so Let's just, let's fucking get into it. Uh, we'll start with power rankings if you want. Oh, so we're going to kick it off like that today, huh? Yeah, let's get the power rankings going. I think you went first last time, if I'm not mistaken. So my number five, you got another win over your boy, The Miz. The Megastar, yeah. L.A. Knight. On an action-packed episode of SmackDown at that. Yeah, um, I'll go I'll go LA Knight also at number five. You know, I don't have a lot to say about it. He did beat the Miz again. He is actually wrestling. Um, and then my number four will be you're still your TNT women's or your TBS women's champion, Chris Statlander, with a big win over possibly the WWE's Jade Cargill or is it a work like who knows um, so my number four will be Chris Statlander you actually think that's a work you never know in wrestling bro <laughs> like the fact that they're already talking about she's at the performance center like how do all these people know this also like shut the fuck up like how dope would it be if she just showed up and we didn't know Days of people keeping secrets are long and gone. Do you imagine back in the NWO days, they're like, Scott Hall's contract 
also known as Razor Ramon, is up with the WWE and he's in talks with WCW. Like the whole NWO angle would be dead. You're right. I mean, we all know why the internet is in everybody's palms nowadays. And I guess these dirt sheets are paying off these wrestlers, but it's still slimeball behavior. But that's why I get excited when things are kept a secret. I don't know how they do it nowadays. I guess it's, you only literally probably have like three people in the room. That's the only way to keep something a secret like that nowadays. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't know what they. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Chris Statlander gets the win. Uh, spoiler alert: If y'all haven't watched Rampage yet, because <laughs> we're spoiler free, so. I mean, Rampage just happened on Friday, so if they didn't watch it by now, man, you're out of luck. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, my number four pick, I wrote mine out beforehand this week, so I don't know. Just coincidence is Chris Statlander. Great minds think alike, I guess. Uh, like you said, she got a big win over Jade, and then she doubled back on Collision and beat your girl, Britt. So, oh, I didn't watch what do you think collision. about that match? I hadn't even watched Collision. I, I thought nothing about it. Uh, honestly, uh, <laughs> I, I forgot Collision was even a thing this week after what happened Friday night. Like That was all I wanted to see. Yeah, that's probably Jay's best match in AEW so far. Yeah. Um, she had a match against, she had like a random good match against, I think it was like Sky Blue. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the Rampage match. I didn't see Collision. Yeah. But yeah, it was a it was a fine match. But Britt Baker was in her home state, so she got the pop there. But okay, uh, that was my number four. My number three is the number one contender going into a Grand Slam on Wednesday. Samoa Joe. A lot of people not giving him a chance on Wednesday, but I think he's a a live dog. I'm excited to see the match. Um. My number three, Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe and and MJF is gonna be fun tomorrow night. Uh, my number three, even though I didn't see Collision, I did read the results of it, or at least I saw this one. And when you beat Brian Danielson, you make it into the fucking, you make it into the top five. Absolute Ricky Starks. I'm not mad at that pick. He was talking his talk afterwards too. Like I just beat Danielson, y'all still ain't giving me respect. Yeah, I like popping it. off at the mouth. <laughs> Give the man his respect. It was, it was a good match. Yeah, Claudio. Um, I guess they now are just solidifying BCCs being mercenaries. I guess because they were working face that match, but then when you got Claudio against Eddie. Claudio's being a heel, so I guess they just do whatever they want to do. But I kind of like that angle. They just like fighting. I don't think they necessarily have to be a heel or face faction. Like, AEW's all free-flowing anyway. Like, they don't really, they try not to do face. Even though they have a face in the heel locker room entrance, like, for the most part, AEW's just boo who you want to boo and cheer who you want to pit cheer. And BCC is just there, really. Yeah. Uh, my number two, in a in a normal week, would be my number one. Your new NXT Women's Champion, after getting a big win over Tiffany Stratton and making 
basically getting NXT a million views on uh on Tuesday. <coughs> Becky Lynch. The man, Becky Lynch. That was a fine match. That's probably uh what's her name? Trish Tiff 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 Stratton. Probably Trish Stratton. That's probably her best match that she has so far. And Becky is like transforming herself into she's never been bad in the ring, but she transformed herself into like a ring general where she could have a good match with pretty much anybody. Yeah, I've been saying this for a couple years now, to where even when she first became the man character, she still wasn't great in the ring. But when she left to go have her baby and came back and like, not that Becky was ever big, but like changed her body around. Like, I don't know. It was just something different about the way she was wrestling. She's been putting on bangers ever since then. Like just really good matches. Like the match she had with Bianca at WrestleMania and then SummerSlam and then the match with Trish. Now the match with Stratton, like, a week and a half, two weeks later. Then she gets the big win over Natty last night. Like, Becky's turned into one of the best in-ring women's wrestlers in the world. Yeah, I can't argue against that. She's putting the work in, and she's proving it week in and week out. So, hats off to Becky Lynch. That's a good segue to my number two. And it's also Becky Lynch. Like you said, big win over uh, NXT this past Tuesday. Um, yeah, some people still complaining about it, I guess, because they're saying that, you know, it should be the younger talent with that belt. But I feel like they're telling the story. She completed the Grand Slam. Um, I'm curious to see how long this title reign will be. How long you think she holds on to the belt? I think she'll have it for a minute. Um, one, I think this is a way to keep her away from Rhea Ripley in the Raw Women's title. And there's two ways I can see her losing it eventually because uh, uh, Judgment Day runs around with NXT also. I could eventually see Rhea costing her the title, which leads to Becky and Rhea at Mania. And I could see it being against somebody that debuts there uh, in a month or so. So, yeah, I, I could see her keeping it for a minute now. Wouldn't be mad at that. Well... I think we got the same consensus, number one. And you know I usually don't do it if somebody doesn't do it in the ring. But, of course, there's going to be an exception for this guy. The great one, the Brahma Bull, the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. It if doesn't smell matter what your name is. The Rock is cooking. It's my number one pick. The Power Rankings. Making his debut on my Power Rankings. Maybe the last time he makes Power Rankings. So, wow. I couldn't not put him on Power Rankings. I don't know. He might be. He might be. You know, your new tribal chief coming up pretty soon. Who knows? We shall see. That's also my number one too. And what a like, what a ridiculous surprise! Motherfuckers in Denver just like, I guess we'll go to SmackDown tonight, and The Rock shows up. John Cena's already there. Pat McAfee show, but The Rock, right? Like, Cena's advertised. You've seen him a lot. The Rock ain't been in WWE in like four years. And just randomly yeah. pulls up the SmackDown. Like, I was out to dinner and I started getting alerts on my phone. I'm like, what? And I looked at it. And I was like, the one night I'm not watching SmackDown live and I'm out like doing something, this motherfucker shows up. But just that pop was ridiculous. I was uh, 
in my kitchen heating up some food. I know I was actually cooking some food and I heard Pat McAfee out there. I'm like, oh, you know, game days in town. And then he was like, this is the people's show. I wasn't really paying attention like that. And then all I heard was, if yes, I ran back into the living room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, geez, like you said, that pop was earth shattering. Um, then I went to like the group chat and I saw you didn't uh, comment on it. I'm like, oh, this, he must not be at home. <laughs> I was definitely out, like not, but I mean, it got it got spoiled for me, like, which you know, again, kind of sucks. But that's the second time that he's been that he's came back, and it got spoiled for me through social media. The first time was when he hosted WrestleMania, and he hadn't been there in like seven years. I was out. Uh, what did I do? I had to go. I had to leave my house for something. I can't remember. I think it was like Valentine's Day. And I just happened to check my phone on my way home. And they're like, The Rock is hosting WrestleMania. And I'm like, what? And they were they were teasing the host of WrestleMania for weeks. I don't know if you ever I don't know if you were watching back then. Uh, I wasn't. If you go back and, and watch that intro, it was so dope. And they had teased it for weeks and there was no hints anywhere that it was gonna be the rock. And like it was just such a cool fucking moment. It was I don't know, it's probably just as loud as this one was. Again, a big surprise, so. And that's probably a moment retroactively people were like, oh, yeah, I know it's coming. But at that point, I think that you said it was like 2011. Yeah, we didn't know who That's it was. like when people thought The Rock was completely done with wrestling. He didn't talk about it in interviews. He didn't associate with it at all. So, Well, I'm he sure was. was. a huge surprise. He even talked about it then. He was like, I guess I'm retired because I got a call from somebody saying that my WWE contract ran out and he's like, and then him and Vince had a talk and Vince was like, I don't know how we let that slip through, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, it's all good. I'm an actor now. And that was the end. And that was like a year and a half before the whole, he came back to host WrestleMania. Then he started talking shit about John Cena and like, we was off to the races. So if you ever get a chance, go back and, and check that one out. That pop was pretty good too. But this one was good. Um, it, it it seemed like it was a standalone thing because he literally just came out to beat up Austin Theory and left. He didn't he didn't interact with the Bloodline at all. I mean, I know Roman wasn't there, but Jimmy and Solo were. So the fact that he didn't interact with the Bloodline is is crazy. But I mean, we could speculate for forever on what we think is going to happen with the Rock. And like I said, this is kind of a condensed show, so we'll save some of our Rock talk for next week. We'll give y'all a week to let y'all. Uh, Come up with your own fantasy booking for The Rock, and I'll, I'll tell you where I think it's going, and EJ can give you what he thinks is going. Fair enough. Uh, you got in the notes here, EJ, the PWI Top 10. Oh, yeah. Like always, when these lists come out, people get their panties in a bunch at the Top 10. Uh, did you get a chance to peek at, at the list? Yeah, I saw it uh, the day that it came out. Um, I think I actually tweeted it from the Boot to the Face Twitter account. Also, like, I don't know what it is. Like, we're getting no traction on Twitter anymore for all these freaking followers we got. Like, I feel like we get no reactions to anything. And then, not saying that people copy things and take it, but, like, I posted... I don't know what time the list came out. And the first thing I noticed was the top three. And I posted a little gif of like the shield. And I said, the shield are still running wrestling. 
And I hadn't seen that anywhere else. And then I get home from work and like all these websites mm-hmm. are posting shit with the shield and and they're getting thousands of likes and retweets and I'm looking at our shit and it's like five people like <laughs> like what the fuck? Anyway, that's just me being you a, know me being a people, social media people people probably definitely jacking stuff, but hey. You know. I mean it's not like eventually it'll most, catch on. Yeah. And people will give it credit where credit is due. It's not like that was the most original fucking thing, but yeah. It uh it's PWID. Um You wanna you wanna run through the, the names that are on the top ten real quick? Yeah, I got them right here. You got at number ten, you got Cody Rhodes. Also, what should be noted of people that don't know, because I think a lot of people just see the list and react. PWI is like uh the year that they use is not like a calendar year. It's not January through December. It's like July through July or June through July, I think. So you got to remember Cody was out for like half the year. So the fact that he still made the top 10, like I saw his sister on there going off about it. And it's like, he didn't even have a full year on there. Like, and he lost at WrestleMania. <laughs> um, but that's some of their criteria for it, like titles, one matches, quality of opponent, all that kind of stuff. So when people go off about it, like, I don't even think they realize what goes into it. But again, number 10 was Cody Rhodes. Number nine, Josh Alexander. Number eight was Orange Cassidy. Number seven, Okada. Number six, MJF. Number five, this was interesting, Vikingo, because I hadn't heard of this guy until like six months ago. Uh, Number four, the Ring General, Gunther. And number three, Moxley. Number two, Roman Reigns. And number one, Seth freaking Rollins. For the second time in his career, he's number one of the PWI 500. You have any problems with any positions on that list? I, you know, the Vikingo thing, like, I, I don't know who he wrestled. So when they say quality of opponent and stuff like that, like, I don't know who he fought. Like, I just know he could do flips when he goes to AEW. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm glad Josh Alexander's in the top 10. Uh, he's not my favorite. I really don't, I really don't enjoy him, but I can't deny like the quality of matches and wrestling that he did in that cal in that year that they did. Um, and I don't have a problem with Seth being number one. Yeah. Um, I heard people, you know, complaining about that middle part of it and, Cody being number 10, a podcast I listen to, I'm not going to call them out by name because I actually like their podcast, but I just didn't really agree with their take. It's not a necessarily a popularity contest because, of course, if it was, Cody would be, you know, top three because the visibility of WWE, they're taking, like, everything into factor when they make these lists. Like, WWE isn't the only company in the world. And like you said, we might not know a lot about Vikingo. I've learned a lot about him in the past six months since he made his AEW appearances, but a company like AAA, that's the most popular wrestling company in Mexico. So who are we to say how popular he is in another country when we're in our America bubble? And uh, also, what was another one on the list? Uh, Josh Alexander, like you said. I mean, of course, he's not as popular as a WWE superstar, but he's been carrying the company that he's in. He's been a world champion over there. So how can you discredit that? It's because it's not on your radar and it might not be on a mainstream level. So 
Like, I wasn't mad at the list at all. My thing is, it's a list. Like, you don't like it, make your own fucking list. You know, I feel like they get, they got a lot of people that put a lot of work into it. And then some fucking nerd on Twitter just decides to shit on the whole thing. And it's like, obviously, they know what they're doing. They make a lot of money off of it. You know, there ain't a lot of magazines still going nowadays, especially wrestling magazines. And PWI is one of them. So somebody's reading it. So unless you can make your own list a PWI 500 and you put the work in instead of just putting all your favorites in the top 10, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you said best. Um, I may have switched Moxley with MJF. I mean, like you said, the criteria was from July to July, I think. And Mox did have a world uh, title run in that span when he got it off of Punk and he was trading back and forth. Uh, and MJF but, uh, was gone for a good portion of it, too. Remember, he was he had gotten, quote-unquote, suspended. He, he came back at All Out, though. That's what, a month a month like of I think that he was gone time for period? longer. He came back at All Out, and yeah. then he got suspended. All Out was Mm-mm. when he came back as the devil or whatever, right? Yeah, he, that's when he came back from his suspension because he was gone from double or nothing when he lost the yeah, Warlow. You're right, you're right. You're right. And then he came back at uh, all, all Out for good. Yeah. yeah. But most of his work has been done, like, very late in – inside of it I, I don't know i again they made the list i'm sure they they can defend it better than i can i, I don't have a problem with it yeah like i don't have a yeah like, like i said i'm not mad at, at the list at all there are some wrestlers scattered out and like lower on the list that i may have put in higher like i think swerve was ranked pretty low but like i said i mean i'm sure they're doing the research and getting their data and all the accomplishment that the people were ranked above him. So who might argue? I'm definitely not a professional wrestling expert, so to say. And then Cody, like people were complaining Cody was low. Uh, he was out with that peck. He didn't come back to Royal Rumble, didn't he? Yeah, he literally was out at Hell in the Cell and didn't come back until the Rumble. He was out half of the fucking the calendar criteria, like get over it like he could be number one next year yeah exactly so him breaking number 10 i feel like that's a good accomplishment in itself him being in the top 10 and in those uh in that time span like besides one of the matches with brock and the match with roman at wrestlemania like he he didn't really have a lot of standout matches that you remember because the ones with seth don't count yeah yeah, Roman and one of those Brock match. Not all those Brock matches were no, terrific. Only the last one was really good, and it was still kind of overdone. I thought. So and the Roman match, so yeah, I can't argue with that. But you know, like you said, people just like the bitch and complain for no reason. I'm gonna have to go through and find out where my boy Main Event Jay Uso is. Oh yeah, like that's what one I was thinking about. I didn't uh, see where he's at on the list. He's got to be top 50 at least, right? I'd love to see where he is and then go find Jimmy. Like, Jimmy's probably so far back, he's not even in the colored page section of the fucking rankings. And I don't know if you ever <laughs> if you ever had one. When they get, like, so far back, they don't even put pictures with the people anymore. They just put their names at the end. 
it's fun. That's probably where Jimmy is, somewhere way in the back under like Nia Jax or some shit. Don't they uh do tag teams separately though? Even though he's not a tag team. Yeah, but uh, J- no Jay, I think Jay wrestled enough singles to uh, maybe not. They broke up like SummerSlam, right? Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they're just listed as the Usos. Well, something for him to strive for next year's list. Yeah. Top 20. Uh, Grand yeah. Slam is tomorrow night. Uh, you got MJF versus Samoa Joe. And you got Tony Storm versus Soraya. Uh, are there any more title matches that are announced for it? Yeah, they got uh, on Grand Slam Friday night. They got two six-man championship matches one for the roh and one for AEW. jesus which i i i hate them on the same show yeah on the same show i hate them integrating slowly starting to integrate roh more and more thought that's why they got that new show for them to be separate and then like i used uh wwe not doing this example and they i had a egg on my face because they scheduled dominic to defend the NXT title on Raw. I'm like, y'all making me look bad, WWE. Yeah, I think, and not to compare, but I think what they're doing with NXT and what AEW's doing with ROH is completely different because NXT is actually on television. People know these titles and know these people. And AEW already has like 50 titles by themselves. And then... Could you uh, wait until I'm done, please? Yeah. I mean, they got all those titles with ROH, and it's hard to you keep up with them. I just don't can like them. Mix done? it in. Pick, my microphone's picking uh, up everything. With the product on, w, I mean, not WWE, AEW TV, because, like, if it's ROH, it should be separate than from AEW. I don't know. Yeah, I, as I was saying, I just feel like, AEW's got so many titles anyway, and then they got so many ROH titles that nobody even knows what the hell they are. Um, And then you literally, on the next night on USA Network, you can see Dominic, you can see Becky Lynch. So I just think those titles are way more important than ROH. And then the looks of them also, like, the ROH titles just look like like an indie wrestling company's titles. You know why I think it's because they're silver. Like, uh... Silver belts are... Uh, they're silver, but they're also, like, just cheap-looking. Like, the six-man tags look awful. Even the world title, like, is very small. And then Samoa Joe's carrying around that little fucking toy title. Like, Joe's, like, almost 300 pounds. And he's got the <laughs> fucking... Looks like a women's title on his shoulder. Pretty much. I don't know. So, you know, it's always been whispers about them finally uh, going on to Max, like, putting all the uh, past dynamites on max and putting their library on max um so if they do go that route and they were to put like roh as a weekly show on max you think it would like gain more, a little bit more traction like kind of like nxt back in the day when they were strictly on wwe network i feel like one of the issues with roh has been the same issue it's been for a couple years now and it's that distribution Like, it was with Sinclair for the longest, and most people didn't get, like, for a while, I wanted to watch ROH, but I didn't want to pay for um, 
the ROH subscription to watch everything or to try to see it on delay or whatever. And I feel like this is the same thing. I feel like if they could get a TV show instead of Rampage on Friday night, put ROH on Friday night. Yeah, I've heard that idea thrown out. I don't know. I mean, it, it could work. But I kind of like Rampage being like that WWE Saturday night, being a vehicle for some of the younger talent or not used talent that finally get some shine. But if they were to turn it to ROH, I wouldn't be completely mad at that. But I feel like it'd be nice to have like their own show on on Max, you know. People are there to check, like 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 I said back in the day for NXT, you there to check some old WWE stuff out, and they're promoting NXT's about to go live and check it out. That's how I pretty much got into it. Yeah, Max might help them, but from from everything I read, they have no plans of putting anything on Max anytime soon, as far as wrestling content goes. Missing out, they're canceling shows left and right. They just canceled Winning Time. That was one of my favorite shows. I mean the writer strike, man. Why you think why you think Cena and the Rock are back? You know? Fuck around fuck around Deacon and Batista show up tonight at NXT. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, well, I get it. We know that's why Cena's back. I think the stars lined up and Rock happened to be in town. Once we if we see him in a couple months, we're like, all right, the writing strike's really hitting this guy. <laughs> right. Um, I got the card for both both nights as of right now let's go ahead and we can run through this uh we'll start with night two christian cage and luchasaurus versus darby island and sting Ooh. i'm i'm not gonna pick against sting until he loses and even then i probably still pick him yeah he's he hasn't un- lost yet he's so. undefeated in AEW. he's like 20 and 0 yeah i'm going with sting i feel like when he finally does lose i mean it's, it might be close to the end but it might be the loss. Tr- yeah, I'm going to keep this thing train going. I got Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, ROH six-man championship, Mogul Embassy versus the Elite. Hmm. Uh, who who you got with I'm that? I'm going to stick with Mogul Embassy because the way Hangman and Swerve are going at each other, I don't think, uh, I don't think Hangman needs a six-man title for this. Hmm. They've had those belts for a while. Yeah, I can nobody see gives it. a shit. That's true. I can see the elite winning just so they could get a title change on TV, but it's gonna be on Rampage, right? Yeah, this is Friday night. That means if if that does happen, it'll be a spoiler out that somebody is gonna win it. I might be overthinking this, but let me go with uh, the Mogul Embassy. Uh, you got night one, AEW International Championship, John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix. That's Moxley all day. Moxley ain't losing the title for a while. Yeah. I like how they uh, transition it right over to Moxley and basically treating it how uh, Orange Cassidy treated it as a, the workhorse title, yeah. even though he's still bleeding every match. Coughing that man, and he'll start bleeding. But I'm sure it's gonna be a fine match. I'm guessing they're giving uh, Ray Phoenix the rub because he didn't get to go to All In, so he gets to go to the stadium. It's out there at stadium, but yeah, I'm taking Mox. 
title versus title, Claudio versus Eddie Kingston. I hate to say this, but I think Eddie Kingston's going to be the ROH world champion. Because basically he needs both belts to try to hook around to make one belt. Because he can't fit, he can't fit one of them by himself. Are you are you fat shaming this man? I'm not fat shaming. I'm fat too. I can say what I want. <laughs> hey, fair enough, I guess. Uh, so you got Eddie Kingston winning. Yeah, instead of them buying a belt extender, they're just gonna give him another belt. That way he can he can wear one in the front, one in the back, and he can come out doing pirouettes when he gets to the stage. <laughs> hey, I don't have an issue with Eddie Kingston, um, but. With this rivalry, I know you kept up with ROH in the past a little bit more. Like, what's their what's their beef? Like, why is it such a blood rivalry? I don't fucking know. I thought their rivalry was from like Chikara or some shit like that, which I definitely didn't watch. Oh, I thought, I thought it was back in the day from ROH. No, this was way before that. I think Moxley even said like he even told Eddie Kingston like you still tripping about shit from Chikara ten years ago, and that's the only thing they've really touched on from it. What what is, what is Chikara? It's another wrestling, like a half indie, half mainstream promotion. Like all the all the indie guys that were popular ran through there back in the day. Like they were either ROH or Chikara or New Japan or you know something like that back in the day. They, they're like a they were a step below ROH. Mm. Yeah, they've been running a little vignettes, but I haven't really been paying attention. But that's one thing that we complain about AEW. Sometimes they don't give us a backstory. I still really don't know what their history is. They'll run like these small vignettes and they'll briefly explain it, but they haven't really explained it in depth why they have a blood feud. It just added on site all the time. So Yeah, that's um, they they they're almost like you're supposed to know. Like we're not gonna tell you, you're supposed to know. Yeah. And sometimes I really don't mind it because sometimes things can be over-explained, but in this instance, I kind of wanted a backstory. I don't really don't know why they keep, you know, running in each other and destroying each other every time they see each other. But yeah, like you said, I think Eddie Kingston is going to get the win in his backyard, get that pop in New York. And what he does with the build afterwards, I don't know. Eddie, Eddie Kingston said it's on site when he see Claudia. He don't give a fuck who around <laughs> or what's happening. He don't care about none of that. He just want Claudia. Uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Hmm. I think Sammy's got to win this, right? You think so? Yeah. What's the point? I mean, I don't. This is just a weird story in general. Everybody left the JS, and now Sammy's alone. They're trying to force Sammy to be this baby face that he isn't naturally. Naturally, he's a heel. And they're trying to play that. They're going to get it out of the system and then be a tag team. If they don't, if they don't swerve us, then this will be a big dud for me. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't like Jericho as a face either. I was going to say... Uh, they have Sammy turn on Jericho and then have Sammy get his own, be a leader of his own crew. That would be interesting. But I don't want to see Jericho as a face either. So yeah. I don't know. But I'll take, yeah, you got to give, you got to give Sammy the rub, right? So I, I'll take Sammy. AW Women's World Championship, Soraya versus Tony Storm. 
Hmm. I don't know, man. Hmm. I'll let you go first because I really don't know who's going to win this match. I mean, Soraya just got it, but I feel like the Tony Storm character is just so, like, dope. Like, she's buying completely into this little... It's almost like Lacey Evans, but the but the UK version of it, right? Like, how Lacey Evans was first trying to be the fucking... I can't really, I don't even remember the name southern, of her She's name. like a Southern Belle. Yeah, the Southern Belle, but this is like the UK version of that. Like yeah. almost like a pinup. Um, yeah, she's trying to be like the fifties movie star. I like it. I dig it. And Tony's over. And Serena can't wrestle. What do you mean she can't wrestle? She's not good. Okay. I like I like her personality on Twitter. Like I don't know too much about like her her personal stuff and her husband and all that or boyfriend. I know people come after her for that, but I love the fact that on Twitter, like people talk shit better to her and she claps back. Like I love all that. I love her on, like, her being on screen. She's a star. But you have to get in the ring and be able to wrestle. She's just not good anymore. Like, I never thought she was that good, but she's not good anymore. I'm about to say, because when I first started slow dipping my toes back in uh, watching wrestling, I think she had just came back with the absolution or something like that. Yeah. I didn't really see when she initially came in, but I thought that was like the hype around her is that she could go in the ring and she was the catalyst of the woman's revolution. So she couldn't, she couldn't even go back then. <laughs> I, again, I didn't think so. She was really popular. She had a different look. Uh, she debuted on Monday night raw and took the fucking divas title. Um, while she was still AEW women's champion, like, I, I didn't know a lot about her, and I didn't watch her NXT run from back then. I wasn't really watching NXT then, and everything I saw on Raw and stuff like that, like she's and she's feuding like AJ Lee, who I also think is not the best in the ring, and people give way too much credit to. So it could just be me, but I I don't know, and I just I don't see it. I really don't. Uh, but again, I, I like her personality. I like her look. Like she looks like a million dollars. Uh, maybe maybe she's got two out of three and it's fine for them. But if I had, I'm gonna pick who I think should win. I think Tony Storm should win. Oh, that you gotta strike while the iron is hot, and that character is like you said, it's so over. It came out of nowhere too. I bet they were just fooling around backstage and joking around. That's how it got created. Because chest up, tits out. out. That's what she says, right? <laughs> And watch for or the chin shoe. up, chin up, chest, chin up, tits out. And watch for the shoe. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. I'll, I'll go with it. I'll go with Tony Storm too. Then you got the AEW World Heavyweight Championship with MJF defending against Samoa Joe. Is MJF even going to make it to the match after Samoa Joe keeps whooping his ass, leaving him laying out? Man, MJF selling the hell out of these injuries. Like this man is about to completely break down before even making the ring. I don't hear that shit. Roddy Strong wrestles with a bad neck all the time. I know, right? They uh come down the ring with his little neck brace. And they still force him to wrestle. He still delivers. Even though Adam stabbed him in the back. Adam <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous, but it's so ridiculous that it's good. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I didn't know who was gonna win that match actually last week, 
because you could have went either way with that uh, story. MJF facing uh, Roddy Strong. Yeah. That, that, man, this is like a really slow burn because I really don't know where they're going with this Adam uh, Page, not Adam Page, Adam Cole and Roddy story. I will give them this though. Like we talk about them not having the best storylines, only like pointing the camera at the ring and ringing the bell. I think this is one of the better storylines they've had in a while. This this whole MJF Adam Cole and then with Roddy Strong in there. Like I I think they're doing really and then to to weave Samoa Joe into it also like just a random fucking push him while he's walking up the ramp and it turns into this. Like they've done a really good job with this. So I mean, it's but we're like what two three months into this now, and I think MJF is purpose purposefully sticky with it and like real extra with his like playing up to the crowd and being a super face yeah do you think he you think he's cody. still setting this huh he learned that from cody <laughs> yeah he's like he's doing like a wink to the camera you think that they're keeping a face or you think he really eventually turns heel i honestly don't know i've tried to think about it and i can't think of what's actually happening and that's why i like it and i've gotten to the point now where i'm like Whatever happens, happens. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get mad either way or get happy either way. Like, I just want to see what happens and see what they do afterwards. And I think they don't know what's going on. I think they had a plan to already turn them heel, but it clicked with the fans, so they just playing it by air. That's what it seems like. I could be wrong. So, how many title changes did I say? I don't think I picked any title changes. I feel like they're gonna do a title. Oh no, I just said Eddie. I want, I want, I kind of want Joe to win just to switch it up, and I think that would be another fold in the story that's needed. But it's, it's gonna be in New York, and you know MJF is from Long Island, so I'm gonna pick with my my head. I'm gonna say MJF takes it. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with MJF also. But I would be dope. If, if if Joe won it, I mean, we we talked about this before. We said Ricky would be a good candidate to take the belt or swerve, but if they don't go with that, I can't really see who's going to take it off of uh, MJF. To be honest, unless they go back and do Cole, a turn with Cole, I don't know. It seems like Cole would be the eventual person to get it or else this whole storyline, like, doesn't mean shit, right? Like, if Samoa Joe just takes the title and they're still buddies, <laughs> like, then what? Adam Cole, like, super kicks him for no reason? Like, I just wanted the belt. Like, and your stupid ass lost it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, I'm, Like, I'm trying to think, like, AEW in the grand scheme of things. Like, what wrestler that hasn't had the belt will probably get a run, like, my personal feelings set aside, and I'm trying to think. You don't, you think uh, Danielson will eventually get a title run? Nah, I don't think he wants it. Uh, I honestly, I think Starks. We talked about that last week. Yeah, Starks, Swerve. Uh, what about like a like a Malachi or uh, that's that's his name, right? Malachi. Yeah, Black? I just think he's just like I don't think he's main event. Yeah. What about like an Andrade? I don't think he's main event either. Maybe like, Miro. I'm just, they you don't be, think Miro could get built up 
That's what I'm saying. I'm saying maybe Miro, they could easily, like, heat him up. And then, like, I don't think Kenny, you think Kenny would want to double back around and do it again? No, I think they'll have, like, 10 champions before. Well, I can't say that because Moxley's already won it a couple times. Yeah, I don't don't think Moxley's probably going to touch it anytime soon. And then, like, what about the Pillars? You think they might try to hotshot one of them? I think I think Jack Perry's in the doghouse. <laughs> um, but, like, a Darby, even though it looked ridiculous because he weighs 140 pounds soaking wet. You're going to look any better on Adam Cole. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like Adam Cole was probably back in the gym. He can, he can get, you know, he can put some on his frame. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But, I was trying to you think know, the, the 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 women's action figures a couple years ago. Whenever they'd come with a title, <laughs> the title would be so fucking. That'd be Adam Cole. <laughs> oh man, I mean, he's he's kind of like skinny fat. I ain't even talking about like what kind of shape he's in. He's just small, like, and that title mm-hmm. is fucking huge. Like, it's even big on MJF, and MJF is fucking bulky, you know, but. That title was just too fucking big. I don't know. Like Adam Cole might have to run by Walmart and grab one of them little kid titles. Yeah, and I'm I'm not mad at a transitional champion every now and then, but I kind of feel like they they already used those cards unintentionally when they're flip flopping it with Punk and Mox when Punk was suspended and hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so. Really don't think you can really go back to that well. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I don't think MJF will hold on to the belt towards the end of the year. That's my uh, bold prediction. So I just opened Twitter for the hell of it. And this is the shit I'm talking about. Like I scroll. I literally took my thumb, moved it from the bottom of my phone to the top through Twitter or X like four times. And I saw four different people post the same video of Randy Orton outside the Performance Center. And then you get down, and I guess because he sees it, he has to report it too. SRS is like, it's been confirmed through WWE officials that Randy Orton's been there this week. And it's like, damn, man, like, I don't know, man. I think it's, you know, uh, you know, NXT has people that aren't on TV or in the Performance Center. Like, they have them as background characters. I think those are the people that are probably reporting it. Like I said, everybody has a computer in their hand, snapping a picture. And I, I would put a policy, man. If we find out that you've been leaking yeah. stuff, you're getting fired on spot. <laughs> it's yeah, got to be a I way mean, they can find it. And it's not even like, and I, I, I feel bad because I didn't even think about, like, like we're like we only have a couple people in here, but this episode will come out on Thursday. By then, I think everybody will see it. But it's just like you just saw on Friday what happens when you don't know what's gonna happen. Like people get a genuine fucking response, and it makes the show more fun. But if you know who's coming, it's just I don't know, man. I don't get it. Like I don't like it either. The world of wrestling we live in nowadays sucks. But speaking of a spoiler, I have a prediction. It's not a spoiler. Um, Becky's doing a 
Invitational now, open challenge. She says she wants mm-hmm. new competition. I think the person that's going to end up coming out in the next month or so is going to be Jade. Bold prediction. So you think, oh, I guess if you think she would take it off her, though? I mean, I don't know that much, but I just think. And I, my question to you, though, is should they do that at NXT? Or should they Definitely. do that on Monday Night Raw? They should do it at NXT. I mean, physically, she's built like a, a Greek goddess. But I still think she needs those reps in the ring, man. I think it would do her good to have a run at NXT and just be that dominant force. You know, kind of like Oscar was back in the day that nobody could beat. Might not even have anybody beat her. Maybe just have her vacated. But like, I'm, I ran through all of y'all, and now I'm going up to the main roster. But I think those reps will serve her good, man. I feel like in NXT, you're guaranteed to get a really good reaction because NXT fans would know who she is. Yeah. I feel like if you don't do it in the right city for Monday Night Raw, you run the risk of half that crowd not even. I mean, Monday Night Raw gets like two, three million viewers a week. AEW gets like 800,000, right? So just by the numbers of that, you run the risk of 60% of your fan base in that audience not knowing who the hell she is. Yeah, you might get crickets depending on if you're in Bumble's fuck Kentucky or whatever. You can't go to Boulder, Colorado and get the reaction that The Rock got with Jade Cargill yet. Maybe in 10 years you could. Um, Maybe. But you could come to, you could go somewhere in Florida where AEW live. You can definitely go to Chicago. You can go to New York. They would know who she is. Um, but they would have to be strategic with it, I think. She's not quite a household name yet, but I would love to see the look of it on Monday Night Raw if it hit. But I think her at NXT, you'd get you get the reaction you were looking for in NXT. Yeah, you know, it's in that small, intimate setting, and they still got a rowdy fan base, so you know they would give her a huge pop. I mean, now that we put it out there in the universe, it's not going to happen. It's too good of an idea. <laughs> But I wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, unless you got anything else to wrestle, EJ, we can go ahead and knock these N- NFL picks up. Uh, I guess we could touch on Nia really quickly. Oh, easy to harp easy, on it too long. Easy. She uh, we didn't talk about her girls. coming back last week, and then this week she's running through the whole roster. Uh, what do you think about them positioning her as like this unstoppable force? I mean, that's where she's always been. Like, I've always liked Nia. Uh, <laughs> I think she's funny. I like that she's a, a killer now, though. Like, she's done fucking around again. Uh, and it'll be somebody for Rhea to to keep Rhea busy. Kind of like Becky mm-hmm. with the in it. Because I, I really do think it's going to be Rhea and Becky at WrestleMania. Um, so, yeah, it's somebody to keep Rhea busy. Uh that tag team title match didn't mean shit yesterday. They should just do away with those titles. But I like the fact that Nia's back. It's, it's something about having a destroyer of a woman there, too. Like, yeah, Rhea's like the bully and Raquel's kind of there. But Nia's like, Nia's a badass when she wants to be. As long as she don't hurt anybody, I'm just hoping she's safe there in the ring. Man, but fuck I thought it was interesting her just wrecking basically your whole women's division and I mean you're trying to build these women up and she just goes in and just takes them all out 
I mean, I, I mean, get it. It was Chelsea Green and Viper and Nevin and Shayna and Zoe Stark. Like after they had already had like a fifty-fifty match for like five or six minutes, and it's not like she walked out at the beginning of the match and they were all standing there and she just beat the shit out of them. She like she snuck a couple of them and knocked them out, and then like you know she don't need to sneak Chelsea Green. Like she just whoop her ass. I like Chelsea. I know you're not a Chelsea fan, but I don't mind her. I just I don't think she's that good, but she's she's entertaining. I, I I'm not mad when she's on my TV. Yeah. Uh, you know, she keeps losing partners, and yeah, but Matt Cardona better look out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see. I guess they're gonna have Rhea Overcomer maybe at Payback or no Fastlane. We just had Payback Fastlane. I guess it's a little, you know, transitional feud. I'm curious what they're going to do with the woman with Survivor Series, but I guess we just got to stay tuned and see what happens with that. Speaking of Survivor Series, your boy Philip, Philip uh, Punk, was commentating in an M- MMA show, and he said something smart like, yeah, I don't have anything to do the next two months. And he made sure to say two months instead of like few months. Speculations running rampant. I think he's going back to WWE. I think it's. I think the deal's done already. Yeah, I think he's going back too. But he's he's being a smartass. Like we said, like why why spoil it a little bit? Now you got people are gonna be whispering about it, and then it's gonna eventually catch fire, and then you're gonna have CM Punk chance at Survivor Series in Chicago. Like why not just you know just do it cold turkey and not put out hints? That's I don't know. That's stupid to me. But I, I saw that clip too. Yeah, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's always whispers of him going back to WWE possibly, even though we don't know that non-compete clause. I mean, but if they're not paying him, I feel like he has a case where if y'all not paying me, then I should have a right to work wherever I want. Y'all can't have a non-compete. That's Usually that's a non-compete, when they, when they give you a non-compete, I mean, I don't know contracts, but... Like WWE, you can't go anywhere for ninety days. They still pay you for ninety days. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And since they're not, since they fire more cause, I'm thinking they're not paying them, so they can't stop them from going anywhere else. So they're not paying them. So, I think, like you said, I think it'll probably be WWE. And give me the one like person you, said, you couple... want to see Punk feud with if he goes to WWE. Uh, I think he should do um, Owens, same like. Those indie people that you have delight working with, uh, they got to do Seth just because they don't like each other in real life. I don't know how how, how high it will be if he were to do Roman. I don't know if I want to see him anywhere Roman. I'd like to see him and Roman because he talked so much shit about Roman when he left. And he thinks he's so good on the mic. I would love to see this version of Roman Reigns say whatever the hell he wanted to to see him punk. The same way he did Cena. Like, Cena carved him up a couple years ago, but but the Tribal Chief version of Roman, like, destroyed Cena on the mic. And I'd love to see this Roman just, like, give Punk the business on the microphone and then whoop his ass in the ring, too. We already know the blueprint on what Roman and Seth would say. They would talk about him being a crybaby and being a cancer wherever he goes, <laughs> which isn't wrong, but... They put it in a way where, like you said, it would be a burn. <laughs> I don't think Roman but, ever. Uh, 
I don't think Roman would, would touch the AEW stuff. He just seems bigger than that. Like, you left. He, I don't even think he he said a couple little things to Cody, but he kind of stayed away from the AEW stuff with Cody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'd have to make sense for him to go to Punk right now. He's still in the middle of this family feud, so maybe once he loses the title and, it, and if Punk signs, they'll do it sometime next year. Or maybe I mean, Punk's the reason offense. that uh, Roman's team loses at Survivor Series. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. I still don't see how this Survivor Series shakes out, which is a good thing because, you know, you don't want it to be predictable. This bloodline storylines came to a fucking halt. That's because Roman's not <laughs> there, man. Ro- you know, Roman's the needle mover. Well, I mean, you put Jay on a different show completely. I- honestly... If you're still counting Jay as part of the Bloodline storyline, then it's not on the halt because Jay Uso being on Monday Night Raw has given that entire fucking show a storyline. He's got the Judgment Day, uh, Cody, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, hell, Tazawa. Like, he's gotten so many people involved in the storyline of him just being there. Like, They've done a really good job with the Jay storyline so far. I don't like how they're booking him per se, but having him involved with so many people, I I love that. And again, I love that people are like, we didn't forget what the fuck you've been doing the last three years. I love Kevin Owens being like, all right, if you just want me to forget that he cost you the title at WrestleMania, Cody, then that's what we'll do. (laughs) KO's just such a fucking smart ass. (laughs) Yeah, I like how you know KO's kind of interject he's like the the, the the ringleader of like we remember what you did yeah you know sammy and cody are you know welcoming him in with open arms but kale's like nah man i'm keeping the same energy same thing with uh drew mcintyre so they definitely need jado on there man because he kind of injected a breath of fresh air with that raw main event scene because i was tired of seeing every variation of judgment day versus ko in the main event and sammy well, you're going to get it no. again next week. <laughs> hey, man. Don't put that bad energy out there in the no, universe. Aren't they fighting for the titles next week on Raw? Oh, you're damn right. Yeah, you're right. They did announce that. Yes, yeah, we're getting it again. I mean, I think they're just using this to carry over in the Survivor Series. You know, Monday Night Football is like the time where it's a little bit down as far as storylines go, so... It's not like it was totally unexpected for them to kind of hit this spot where they're kind of coasting. So I'll be patient. I feel like they're coasting more on SmackDown than they are on Raw, though. Like, I think they're doing good on Raw. Uh, I mean, I guess they're kind of, yeah, they are with Jimmy and Solo. I don't really know if it's coasting. They're just not really doing anything. (laughs) Right. They're just kind of there. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, I don't think of it like what have been the main events on SmackDown. It wasn't Miz and LA Knight. They ended it with a segment with the, the Grayson Waller effect. So, yeah, maybe maybe Cena will be wrestling soon. That would be good. I won't be mad at that because he's got like like five or four more shows left. Uh, something like that. Some fuck. He'll probably be here till next year sometimes. <laughs> with that strike, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I'll be I'll be watching closely to see if they keep this fresh, and I'll be complaining if they don't, <laughs> like the rest of the IWC. 
EJ, let's go ahead and finish out with the our NFL picks. Um, you've been keeping score. What were you yeah. looking like? Well, I don't know if you're going to be happy about this. Last week, you went Jason Garrett again. Eight and eight. Mm. I went 11 and five. Oh, damn. So now you're up three games on me total, right? Yep. The... The year total is 19 and 13 and 16 and 16. Well, let's fucking, let's get it again now this year. Thursday night football, we got the New York football giants traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, and I will lead it off. Obviously, I'm taking the 49ers. <laughs> you know, damn well I ain't taking the New York Giants, even though that was an impressive comeback, but it was against the Cardinals, wasn't it? So not all that impressive, so. Give me San Francisco. Uh, you got the Colts traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Mm. Then uh, Anthony Richardson get injured. I, I, honestly, I honestly don't know. Yeah, the quarterback. I'm pretty sure he got injured because I had a red on. So I'm taking Lamar. Give me Baltimore. Give me the Ravens as well. Uh, Tennessee. Traveling to Cleveland and take on the Browns. Prayers of Nick Chubb. That was nasty. That injury he suffered. Yeah, man. Did you did you see the replay on that? Yeah, because I, I, I wasn't watching it live. I saw it on Twitter, and I will say this though: it's got to be a good sign that when he was like laying on the ground, his leg was back in its normal shape. Mm-hmm. So honestly, he probably just ripped a bunch of ligaments and shit like that. But it looked like. Like, I thought when they was going to show him laying on the ground, like, his foot would be pointed behind him. Yeah, mangled. He just, like, super, super probably hyperextended it where yeah. everything popped. <laughs> that was Hopefully disgusting, that's man. It, man. That's, it's, that's bad. Like, these guys are bigger and faster and stronger, man. I'm surprised shit like that doesn't happen more. I'm surprised it didn't, like, completely, like, tear off. Like, like you said, it's bigger and stronger and heavier. Yeah. But, yeah. I wish him a speedy recovery. That was terrible. It ain't going to be too much longer before the NFL says you can't hit people in the knees like that. I thought that was already illegal, though. It's when they're, like, not looking or, uh, like, a defenseless receiver or a quarterback's in the pocket. But as far as, like, running backs and wide receivers running with the ball, like, people go, they go for their knees all the time. They go for their legs. Uh, It'll probably be, like, you got to hit them knees up. Like, they'll give them from the neck down to the knees, probably. Like, it'll be a target zone, and teams will be averaging about 50 fucking points a game after that because you can't play defense anymore. Well, I guess it's good if they're trying to protect the players, but you don't want to slow the game down where people are overthinking it, and then you get hurt, more people hurt. So Yeah. Uh, Tennessee versus Cleveland, I will take – this is going to be a – where is it at? It's in Cleveland. Mm, I'm, man, I'm going to pick Cleveland to bounce back, even though it, Deshaun Watson didn't look particularly good. Let me take Cleveland. I'm going to take Tennessee. I think Deshaun Watson's washed. <laughs> good. good. That uh, He's a sexual deviant. But, I don't know. I'm just, I just the way they lost. 
that's the only reason why I'm picking them to maybe bounce back and have some fire within their souls. So I'm going to go with Cleveland. The surprising 2-0 Atlanta Falcons travel to Detroit to take on the Lions. Really? Atlanta's undefeated, huh? Mm. I don't even, I still don't know who their quarterback is. Riddler? Ritter? Riddler? Who? <laughs> Desmond Ritter? Desmond Ritter, I think is his name. Yeah. I heard you, but I still don't know who that is. <laughs> He's 2-0. Uh, I think their luck runs. <laughs> he hadn't lost a game yet. I think their luck runs out. Give me Detroit to bounce back. They had a tough loss, too. I think they bounced back. I'll take the Falcons and go 3-0. and Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it's in, it's in Atlanta or It's in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, yeah, give me Detroit. The way Atlanta kind of, I mean, they didn't handle Green Bay, but they handled Green Bay. Speaking of yeah, Green Bay, the 2-0 New Orleans Saints travel to Green Bay, Lambeau, to take on the Packers. Hmm, this is a tough one. I don't know, you have the spread on this game too? No, I don't have I don't have all that. I'm doing this from the NFL's website. Because the Saints are undefeated. Not everybody could go undefeated this season, man. And it's and you said it's it's in Green Bay. Green Bay. Yep. Give me, give me a, the Packers to bounce back. I think this is bounce back season for a lot of the people that lost last you, week. You you either gonna run away with this week or I'm gonna fucking tie it up because I'm taking the Saints. Okay. Um, maybe we could split the difference. So you got the Saints. Oh, Rebecca out there with them Jays on. She got some Jordan 11, some blue and gray ones on. Look at her. Who? Becky Lynch. Oh, for real? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Houston Texans 0-2 travel to Jacksonville. Uh, I think it's safe to say that we're just both going to pick against the Texans the whole season. Yeah, until they, until they win, I'm going to pick against them. I mean, Duval, give me Jacksonville. I'll take the same. Uh, the Denver Broncos, I think they got robbed. Um, yeah, that, that should have been pass interference, man. I was watching that live. I jumped out of my seat when that he did yeah. that heel Mary. I did too. I was sitting uh, sitting here. My daughter was in here with me, and I just jumped up there screaming. She's like, what are you screaming about? I'm like, look what just happened. Watch how crazy this play is. She's like, whatever. Let's watch it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Den- Denver got robbed. They should. I, don't, I shouldn't say they should be 1-1. One one. They should have at least went to overtime. Uh, but. Broncos are 0-2, and they're traveling to Miami. I'm not picking against Miami anytime soon, man. They got a – their offense is – I can't wait for them and the Cowboys to play. I mean, I like to see a good game, but I don't like close games. They they make my nerves bad. Nah. I like to see blowouts when it comes to my team. <laughs> yeah, you've been, you've been riding high this year. So, I'm going to go with Miami, too. The L.A. Chargers 0-2, my Super Bowl pick. I'm traveling to Minnesota to take on the 0-2 Vikings. This might be against my better judgment, but I'm going to go with the Chargers, even though they hadn't given me a reason to pick them. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a this is an early game of, do you want to go to the playoffs or do you not? Because going 0-3... Yeah. That's like the kiss of death. Pretty um, much a wrap. So I'm going to take the Chargers. 
Yep. You got the Patriots traveling to New York to take on the Jets. Patriots 0-2, Jets 1-1. Um, uh, What's his name? Wilson? Zach Wilson gave me no reason to believe in him. But he did go against probably the best defense in the league. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I'm still not picking them. I'm going to pick Belichick to bounce back. Patriots, Patriots will be 0-3 after this game. Oh, really? I think the Jets are a good football team. They showed that against Buffalo. I think they just went up against a, a really good foot. Like, I know I'm a Cowboys fan. I know I'm biased. But I think the Cowboys are a really good fucking team right now. And they're going to make a lot of people look like that this year. Um, and this is in New York. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take the Jets. What's What's up next? Next, you have the Buffalo Bills traveling to Washington to take on the Commanders. Uh, the, the, their Commanders are two and zero, right? Yes, two and zero. Their luck runs out this Buffalo. week. Give me Buffalo. Same. I got the Bills. Uh, the Panthers at zero and two take on Seattle at one and one. This is an easy one for me. I'll take Seattle. So Seattle lost week one. For some reason, I thought they were undefeated. Nope. Oh yeah, they played. They played. They played the Rams, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. The Rams put it on them. Give me Seattle though. Uh, you have the Cowboys two and zero traveling to Arizona zero and two. I think we both got the Cowboys. We don't have to spend a lot of time on that one. <laughs> by bludgeoning, but you never know. This might be a trap game. It might be a little bit closer than we think. But I'm thinking the Cowboys are gonna win big. Nah, I don't think it'll be a trap game. I think it'll be. 30 to 10 again, something like that. Uh, another game we don't have to spend a lot of time on. The Bears taking on the Chiefs. I mean, the the, the Bears were one of the reasons why you went 8-8 eight eight again. For some reason, you had faith in the Bears. I was, not, I was thinking you are going to keep picking them. <laughs> nah, I'm done. With, I'm <laughs> done until week. they show me something else. <laughs> I had a lot of hope and promise going into this year with the Bears. I thought they would at least fight for a playoff spot, if not the division. But, yeah, give me and the this Chiefs. Is in, this is in KC? Yep. Huh. It's, I'm, nah, I think I'm going to be out of town this weekend. So, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to say maybe I could go to that game. It's probably cheap because Bears suck. But Bears do have a rabid fan base. Yeah. But uh, give me Kansas City. <laughs> Here's a good one. Uh, the one and one Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Las Vegas Sunday night football to take on the Raiders. Ooh, it's in Las Vegas. Yep. They're both one and one. Shit. This is one of those tough games that's going to be like one of the reasons why either one of us got a better record next week. Games like this. I think. The the Steelers are gonna be smelling themselves a little bit, and they're gonna they're gonna lose. Give me the Raiders. I'm not picking the Steelers probably ever this year, so give me the Raiders. <laughs> you got Raiders too. Yep. Man, you don't got no faith in Tomlin, huh? I do, but I just don't like the Steelers. <laughs> uh, battle of undefeated teams. The Philadelphia Eagles travel to Tampa Bay to take on your boy Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. Y'all talked all that shit about Baker Mayfield replacing Tom Brady. And he got these boys 2-0. Man. And, the, and they talk about the collective view. I didn't. 
I didn't talk shit about Baker Mayfield, but like you said, yeah, the, all the media was, and look at him now. I got the Bucks. I got Philadelphia. I think this is where they finally fall. Even though Philly, they haven't been looking as strong as I thought they were. I mean, they've been winning. That's all that matters is get the win. But it's not like they've been blowing teams out. But well, they beat a zero two Washington team. Philly, and you got the Bucks. They beat Washington, who's zero two. And who else? Who they beat week one? Not Washington. They beat uh, they beat Minnesota, who's zero and two. Well, yeah. oh, we don't we don't really know what the Bucks are at this point. So they're two and zero. Oh. Yeah, but it's still early. But let me get Philly. And then the nightcap. You got the Rams taking on the zero and two Bengals. Um, Ooh. The Bengals in, lose in, Yeah. And the Rams, this might be against the my better judgment. Actually, go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. I was going to say the Rams have actually looked good. Like, in all honesty, they had the 49ers. And then the 49ers ran away with it at the end. But I want to I wanna play the odds and say since he ain't going to drop three in a row, but they haven't been looking good at all. So... I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the Rams. I'm gonna go with Cincy to go on three. I think Cincy's cooked. Give me the Rams. You got the Rams too. Yep. What's the Monday night? Isn't it two Monday night games that again? Was, those last two games were the two Monday night games. Oh really? Philly, Philly and Tampa and, the... and L.A. and the Bengals. Okay. Well, all the picks are in. Yep. And I didn't skip one this week. I'm like last week. Yep, you're right. You're skipping. I just counted it up real quick. <laughs> well, Egypt, that's all we got, man. You got anything you want to say if we get up out of here? Uh, next to all the listeners out there, and we got a premiere of uh, Haymaker recapping this weekend's card. This UFC, UFC Noche, Mexican Independence Day is premiering in 15 minutes. It's going to be a live premiere to set, so anybody out there is watching live check that out for ej reed i'm chris rucker again fullpresscoverage.com if you're listening to this please give us a rating on apple podcast until next week peace